Hey everybody, I'm Kenny. And I'm Holly. And you're listening to Chew It with the Prudes. This is our third episode. This is actually our first episode where we have not been holding a baby, so that's very exciting for us. Yeah, we're trying recording in the living room instead of our bedroom, uh, so we'll see how the sound quality turns out with with this experiment. Um, but Charlie, last night, slept for about five hours? Six hours, Six maybe. hours, yeah. Six hours between feedings, which is definitely a record for him. He's been asleep for you know about half an hour now, so we're hoping that we can at least get enough time to record this episode without holding a baby. Fingers crossed, guys. So it, it's been a while since we've recorded an episode. Uh, having having two kids is a, is a stress on time. It really is. We just don't have enough hours in the day to get everything done. I'm sure you've all heard it before. Everybody's heard it. But life is rough, guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like... Just with two kids, it's just so many more variables. We had the intentions of recording the two previous nights from this one that we are recording on, and it, we actually had Kate away with uh, with my parents. So we thought, with only having to have one kid to deal with, we should easily be able to record. Um, but lo and behold, it's the night that we have both kids. They're both asleep earlier than they were either of the nights that Kate was away. Looking back, I like to think that it's because Charlie missed his big sister while she was gone. That's reasonable, I think. Holly, have you uh, have you had any dreams recently that you feel are worth sharing with with our listenership? Um, you know, there's some that come to mind. Um, I will say the dream that I've decided on because I, I have crazy dreams all the time. This dream in particular, though, was really weird. So in my dream, I was pregnant, and I was married, and I went to a bar with a friend of mine. Now, this person is a friend in real life. Um, In the dream, we were going to the bar specifically so she could pick up a dude. Um, In real life, she's married with two kids and one on the way, so it's the kind of weird that this is what I was dreaming about so we get to a bar and I'm big and pregnant we're walking through and she's turning heads because she looks hot and we sit down and or I, I find a table and she kind of instantly goes over to see some guy but I don't care because that's why we went to the bar so I'm hanging out and I'm sitting across from a table full of guys and this one guy in particular makes some comment about how stupid I look or how stupid but like not how I'm dressed, but how I actually look unintelligent. And I retorted with, oh yeah, I bet you couldn't pass the Jeopardy online test because apparently in my dream I had passed this test. I've never taken it, so I don't know. You did. This is a side note, but you <laughs> you logged on to try to take the test, didn't you? I did. I tried to log on to take the test and it's a very, you have like a, a minute to log in and the site was just jammed and I couldn't get through. So that was unfortunate. Anyway, uh, back to the dream. So I apparently intrigued this guy by telling him about my Jeopardy prowess. And so 
we were talking and one thing leads to another and we kiss and then I think oh my gosh I can't believe this just happened so I tell him you know hey I'm really sorry this shouldn't have happened I'm married you know obviously I'm pregnant like I you know this I'm really sorry and he seemed to take it seemed to take it okay uh, during the course of the night we had agreed that we would give him a ride home and so when we were ready to leave, I said, hey, we're leaving. We're going to head out to the car. Why don't you meet us outside? And we went downstairs. Apparently this bar was upstairs. We went downstairs through a hallway and I hear somebody yell my name. I turn around to the guy and said, oh, hey, you know, we're just about to leave. Why don't you come, you know, come get us? And he stabs me in the back with a pair of scissors. That's pretty vicious. Yeah. Scissors. I wonder if scissors would be sharp enough to actually, like, stab into someone's back. Probably not a pair of scissors that you would find in a bar, but I'm sure there are scissors in the world that exist that Maybe would be... Maybe, like, really, really sharp fabric scissors or yeah, something? Yeah, or, like, gardening shears, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, I know on mechanisms. an episode of the, the Halloween episode, One Year of Boy Meets World, somebody was murdered um, by the killer... With some scissors. I think maybe it was Mr. Feeney. Now that I'm thinking back on the episode. Yeah, because he was just standing there. Spoiler alert, by the way. Whoa, if you, yeah, uh, sorry. Sean you was the killer. <laughs> if you haven't seen that episode particularly. Oddly enough, there is a character named Kenny. There makes is. only one appearance in the entire series. And then I, I think it was only so that they could say, Oh my gosh, they killed Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. I so. feel like we have had this discussion where spoiler alerts only go like 20 years. They have like a 20 year statue yeah, or something. Yeah, like I it's mean, been a while, guys. they already have a sequel series out, Girl Meets World. So it, if you haven't seen Boy Meets World at this point, I'm not that concerned with the spoilers. But that's a pretty, pretty crazy dream. I, I feel a little sad that the men that are taking my place in your dreams have been downgraded from Hollywood celebrities and now it's just some random person. Yeah, I don't even remember if he was good looking or not. I'm sorry, babe. I much preferred being replaced by Kiefer Sutherland. Not Bradley Cooper. I like Kiefer Sutherland better. All right. What about you, babe? What kind of stories do you have from your adventures? Well, I'm going to preface this by saying there's something we haven't talked about on the podcast yet, and that is um, Holly has a lot of fears. I I think none of her fears are matched, though, by her fear of birds. Would you agree with that? Well, I mean, you got that phone call the other day about the spider in the house, but yes, birds... But I mean, imagine if it was a bird in the house. I would have just sold the house. (laughs) I think... While I've only ever received phone calls about bugs in the house, I think that her fear of birds is stronger. Just, I mean, it's just less likely that a bird's going to get in the house than a bug. Side note, ladies, have you ever called your husband to freak out over a bug in the house? Because I have more than once. One time it was a full-blown panic attack, and he literally ran home. I mean, he lived or worked on the property, but he literally ran home. And it was all because of a bug in the house. Yeah, because she called me hysterically, crying, could not communicate to me what was happening. I ran home because for all I knew, our dog was dead, somebody broke in. Like, I get home and 
it was actually over a bug that had fallen on her while she was cleaning the shower. And I think that was the last time the shower was cleaned at that house. That's not true. Anyway, back to the story. Okay, so now that we've established the bird phobia, there's probably a word for that. You guys can tweet at us. Let us know what that is. I'm not going to check that one. I was out knocking in a neighborhood, and I turn around and look across the street and see what I can only (laughs) compute as a peacock in the middle of this neighborhood, just literally on a sidewalk. And it's a city neighborhood. We're not talking about... Yeah, I'm not out in the country. country. Like, this is absolutely like... Because we have seen peacocks out in the country before. For sure. We were actually driving down the road the other day, and I think there was two or three of them. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it was out in the middle middle of the country. This was, like, legitimately... We're talking a house that had... Or, I'm sorry, a street that had a good 20 houses on it, at least. You know, a big neighborhood. And the peacock is out there just hanging out. And not only is it hanging out, but, like... It's right next to a family that's in their driveway, like, packing their RV, getting ready to go away for the weekend or something. And it's just an opportunity I can't pass up. So I I walk up and ask, and I'm like, is this your peacock? Like, do you have a pet peacock? And apparently it's not actually their peacock. Like, they had only lived at the house for a few months, and when they moved in, there was just this peacock that hung out in front of their house. I was able to get pretty close and take a picture and then I had to call Holly before I sent it to her just because I wanted to make sure that when she opened it, she didn't just think I was sending her a picture of a random peacock. We're talking an actual peacock that I saw in the, I guess not in the wild, just in the neighborhood while I was out knocking. So I warned her that I was going to send her a picture of a bird. And then... You actually didn't tell me it was a bird. You just said, I want to know what your reaction is. To this picture That's that I right. saw. That's right. Okay. I didn't warn you that it was a bird, but I just told you I saw this thing while I was out knocking. I'm going to send it to you. You have to tell me what your reaction was. Um, and then, now the story that, the part of the story that sticks with Holly is the fact that I made a loop around the neighborhood, you know, and because I was kind of parked near the house that had the peacock. And so I did my full loop, was coming back around to where I was parked. And... The peacock had strayed a little bit further um, away from the house at this point. But I just thought, yeah, I'm going to try to get a little bit closer, take a better picture, maybe take a video or something. And uh, and when I walked up to it, it, its feathers were down when I started walking up to it. But it, like, raised its feathers up to me and then, like, did this weird thing where it shook its feathers at me. And it, like, made this really, like, it almost, like... I would liken it to maybe the sound that a rattlesnake would make. Like, it sounded very similar. Just, But that was the sound of its feathers, like, shaking together. It was super weird. You guys, you can't see this because this is an audio recording, but I'm literally about to vomit at the thought of this. It is, I, I'm not exaggerating. I'm getting, like, my skin is crawling. This is disgusting. I hate birds. I don't even like walking through parking lots when there's birds walking down the sidewalk, walking. I don't like birds. So it was really not a good, if it was me, I would have just left. Like I would have just turned around and, and I would have had to take a sick day. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have been a good situation. Um, do you have any input as to why you think maybe birds frighten you so much? 
The only thing that I can trace it back to is when I was in middle school, I would take the bus home and I would be home by myself for a couple of hours until my parents got home from work. And one day, I came home from school, there was a crow in our house. <laughs> and I, wow. in our house. And so I grabbed the cordless phone because this was before cell phones. I grab our cordless phone and run into my bedroom and call my mom. And my mom, you know, like, and I was panicked and I, I, the, you know, whoever answered the phone, I think, had told me, oh, you know, it's Holly, and she sounds really upset, and I tell my mom, mom, there's a, there's a bird in the house, and she's like, okay, I, I don't know, open, she's like, open the back door, and I'm, I was like, I can't go out there, and she's like, well, I'm not coming home early for that, mm. so I was locked in my room for probably three hours, um, while there was a bird just running loose in our house. Now, did, how old were you? 12, you said? Uh, 12 or 13. At that age, did you have a TV in your bedroom? I did. That was that, that was, was the, the saving grace. The saving grace is I had TV. I didn't do any. Did you have probably. cable? I d- absolutely had cable. I probably was watching TRL, guys. There you go. TRL. See, I I at that age, I had my own bedroom. I had a TV in there, but I think I only maybe had a video game console hooked up to it. I don't think I was still a to good time cable. waster. But though. yeah, I would have been able to waste a few hours until the parents came home. I think that's a good introduction for today's episode. I think that brings us to food and fitness. So we've had some really great successes this last week. Um, We both made it to the gym twice. Some great news. We basically figured out that if it's going to happen, it has to be first thing in the morning before anything else happens. So there was twice this week that I was up before anybody else in the house was awake. So I got ready, made it to the gym. Holly did the same thing uh, at two other occasions. It worked out pretty well. I think if we can knock that number up to maybe three times a week each, that'll be pretty pretty good for us just for the, you know, for the next four months. And then once Charlie is six months old, then we can all go at the same time because then both Charlie and Kate would be able to be in childcare. Or even if one of us can't go, the other one can and just take both kids with them. Right. Yeah. At this point we're sort of limited because it's one baby has to be home. Yeah. I mean, geez, what a buzzkill. Yeah. I mean, he's worth it, I suppose, but the bad news about this week though, is that we're both currently drinking Dr. Pepper. It's true. We, uh, we had to go to Walmart on a quest for, Halloween costumes, and uh, we just couldn't pass up the opportunity to buy some Dr. Pepper. The struggle is real. So that is a moral failure on our part, and we we apologize to those of you that are looking to us as your your fitness gurus. Please stop if you are. (laughs) We are terrible fitness gurus, that's that's for certain. (laughs) Uh, one thing though that we are going to do in an effort to give us greater incentive to get in shape and I guess it's to give us greater incentive to get in shape and we're announcing it to you so that all of you can hold us accountable to being prepared for, for this announcement, what we're going to announce. Yeah. So I don't even know how the thought came into my head. Actually, the thought the thought came into my head because I've always wanted to do some sort of competitive race. 
So next year, next September. 2016. 2016. Kenny and I will be doing the Warrior Dash. Yes, the Warrior Dash Portland. In Portland, yes. Portland, Oregon. So if if any of you out there have ever wanted to do a 5K, you happen to live in Oregon, this would be, you know, maybe we could have a little chew it with the Pruitts get together, drink a kickstart or something. Beforehand. I'll be having some square mile. Yeah, the Warrior Dash, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's a, a 5K race, which I think that equals out to something like three miles. Um, but there's eight obstacles on the course along the way. I thought it was way. 12. I thought like they have 12 obstacles, but it's a combination of eight of those 12. It's an Whatever obstacle it is, course. There is an obstacle course over the course of the <laughs> the 5k. Um so it makes it a little bit different, but it, it you know, it's not just running for for 3 miles. I mean, it's it's a big challenge and we've had some some friends that have done it in the past and really enjoyed it and it just seems like it would be I guess I I hate just running. Um but this is something that it seems like it would actually be pretty fun. Now to be clear, we are not running this together. We are racing each other. Yeah, we. Uh, I don't think we're ready to announce the exact terms of what the winner gets, but there are some pretty hefty prizes in the balance. Um, there might be surgery involved, people. There's big stakes here for the winner and you know and for the loser. So. We are definitely racing against each other, and, and this is not the first time. Uh, this will not be the first time that we have had a, a race against each other. This would be the first timed distance. Yes. So we did do a race, gosh, was it five years ago? It was, it was five years we ago. It was before married. Yeah, it was so five it was years ago. ago. The story was we were dating, and when we started dating, Kenny had... We started dating in May, and at the beginning of the year, his New Year's resolution was to stop drinking soda. And so throughout the few months between when we started dating and when this race took place, because it was really about just a little over five years ago that this happened. It was pretty early on in our dating Yeah, so it was really, we were only together for, you know, maybe three months, three or four months. And Kenny had kind of strong-armed me a little bit into agreeing to... Also stop drinking soda, but take it one step further and only drink water. This sounds like a really great thing. And, you know, yeah, water's the best thing for you. But I was not ready to make that commitment. And I felt like I had been, well, I just said it. I felt like I'd been strong-armed into agreeing to to that. So after complaining about it multiple times with our friends... (laughs) We somehow came to the conclusion that we would race each other to... Yeah, I... I don't know I how that... I have no idea how we came up with this idea, but... We were going to race I think, each other. You know, we're both relatively competitive people, and so I think what had happened was, you know, just kind of in trash talking back and forth, joking, it was... Holly is much smaller than me, so it was never... A, question in my mind of cardiovascular endurance holly had like a a bad knee Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the time and so my 
my bet was on the fact that my lungs would last longer than her knee would, basically. Yeah, so that didn't happen. We got all of our friends together and went to a park. And we, we, a like, children's we park. actually mean like we legitimately have 10 people there. Oh, way more than that. Honey. Was it more? Oh, yeah. It was It was everybody. There's probably more like 15. I, a, one of our friend's moms came. <laughs> there might have been as many as 20 people there to watch us do this race. And what we decided was we weren't going to do a distance. Right. It was just Endurance. the question of who could go the longest. Yes. So, so we I had... think the requirements were... It had to. It could never go slower than a jog. Yes, you had to be jogging the whole time. And that was really it. Yeah, just it could never be slower than a jog. First one to stop loses. Yeah, so we had all of our a group of probably yeah fifteen to twenty people there. We were at a, ch- a small children's park playground, <laughs> running around their walking track, and people had made signs. Um, yep. We had two of our friends doing color commentary on the yes, race. Yes, there is a recording of the race out there somewhere. We might link it in the show notes. Maybe this will be a special bonus episode in the future <laughs> for, I don't know, we'll come up with some contest and the winner will get to hear the, <laughs> the commentary of the race. But the So the stakes of this race were if I won, I could drink soda for the rest of the year. And so I think we did the race in September, August or September. So that was a pretty significant amount of time. Yeah, and then we did start doing water, drinking only water in January right after that. Um, but if Kenny had won the race, we would only listen to Kenny's music when we were in the car, which if you know anything about my husband's taste in music, it's garbage. That's a big deal that I was willing to give that up. Very shortly into, into us dating, it just became very common that we would take one car places, you know, we would meet up and just take a car or whatever you know if we we're gonna go out and do something we would usually take holly's car because was hers nice was car. much nicer than what mine was um and so what we had sort of established early on was just that i think what odds and evens was that what it was or was it just, just every, every other, other day? day every other encounter so we just tried to uh yeah we just had to keep track of okay last time we were in the car we listened to your music this time we're going to listen to my music. So yeah, so that was, if if I had won, we would have got to listen to my music for the remainder of the year. But I did win and I celebrated with a cherry Coke and a swollen knee. Yep. Holly's knee lasted longer than my lungs. Now, I also in got listening, a huge mosquito bite at that race true. too. In, in listening to the recording after the fact and just listening to the observation, my <laughs> big mistake in in the race was that I got out ahead of Holly and was unable to see her. If I had been behind her and seen the severity of her limp, I may have been encouraged and given the strength to just go on a bit longer. But for all I knew, she was back there just doing high knees and loving life. So I just couldn't hold out any longer. Yeah, I mean, this should give you maybe a little bit more insight into how deep my love for soda runs. And I also want to be honest, I think I only made it like a minute and a half. Really? Maybe two minutes. It wasn't very long. The whole recording, including like 
pre-race interviews. Yeah, I think there were some interviews. And post-race. I think there were pre- and post-race interviews. The whole recording was like five minutes long. No, it's got to be ten. It couldn't have possibly been very long, so... There's no way we only ran for a minute. I could go longer now, because at the time, I was still working a sit-down job. Since then, I've managed a restaurant where I literally stood up for 10 hours a day. Now you just walk Now I literally do for my job walk all day. Plus like I've actually exercised (laughs) in the recent past versus at the time I don't think I had exercised in three years. So I think I could make it longer now. I'm a lot closer to being able to do a 5k now than I was five years ago. So we'll keep you updated on our 5k training and when we get registered and all of that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, what what recipe do we have for the people today? People, today we're going to talk about some turkey tacos. Uh, Kenny is a huge fan of Mexican food. Definitely my favorite food, hands down. So we like to, you know, keep it interesting for his taste buds. I cook a lot, so I want to make sure that I'm cooking things that he likes. Um, but we also are health conscious, especially if it's going to be something that's in our regular rotation. I don't want to have garbage going into our rotation so we always make tacos with ground turkey i would say 99 percent of the time it's ground turkey if we're making it for other people i think that's about the only time we ever decide to go for beef mm-hmm. and then and not that beef is is bad for you i mean and nothing is gonna kill you in moderation as far as food goes unless you have a severe allergy so keep an eye on that yeah i think that the the thing with the turkey tacos Beef, you are typically going to want to go for something a little fattier if you're getting beef. If you're going for a really lean beef, it doesn't necessarily have the beefy flavor that you're going for. So for us, I think that we might even just like the ground turkey over. We're usually going for like 93% lean, 7% fat. Or if it's on sale, sale, we'll we'll go for the 99% fat free. But just in our experience, if you're getting 93.7 ground turkey versus 93.7 ground beef, the turkey's going to be far less expensive, mm-hmm. and it tastes as good, if not better, than the 93.7 beef. Yeah, so we try to hide as many vegetables in the tacos as we can. So we'll start with just like an onion, a bell pepper. I like to grate up a zucchini. Uh, and put it in there, and we'll uh, saute those, add the turkey. And one thing that we do is we don't use a full taco seasoning packet. If you're really health conscious, and we have done this in the past, and really we should do it again, you can make your own taco seasoning, and it really tastes the same, but you know exactly what's in it. Um, So you can have some control over that. Yeah, there's a ton of recipes online for just, you know, taco seasoning blends and for us like we have winco is a is a place in town locally where you can just buy bulk spices Mm -hmm. like just in little baggies and stuff to then be able to mix your own seasoning blends yeah and then one thing that we do that helps add more flavor into the turkey because it can be pretty bland on its own is that when we add the taco seasoning in instead of just putting water like the instructions say the way that we get the moisture in there is actually by putting like salsa or hot sauce 
in there. And so we can add a lot more flavor into it. Right. You know, if you look on a taco seasoning packet in this, like it actually tells you to add like a fair amount of liquid in there. Like it actually tells you to add like a cup or more liquid in there, then add the taco seasoning and then actually just reduce out all the moisture. And from watching you know, the Food Network, what you're doing is you're reducing down the liquid as you're just intensifying the flavor. So what we have found is rather than doing a ton of water with you know a full packet of taco seasoning, we'll do like a quarter packet of taco seasoning and then do not very much, but you know, some salsa probably. I mean, if you're like, like getting a jar of salsa... Yeah, it'd probably be like a quarter jar of salsa. And then just, that's enough to moisten all the meat. And then, it, just as it reduces down, it gives, it just seems to give it a, a little bit of a zest. It gives it, you know, a slight tomato flavor for the whole thing. And that's just kind of what we have done. So, we'll give you the details when we post the episode online. Obviously, you'll have the recipe available to you as well on there. Yeah, and I will say, even though we don't use a ton of taco seasoning, it really does make a difference because we have tried it without the taco seasoning and just maybe adding a little chili pepper and salt and pepper and then adding the salsa, and it does not taste the same. It is still pretty flavorless. So even just you know a quarter to a third packet of taco seasoning actually makes a huge difference. Yeah, and you know we usually go for the reduced sodium just because... It's already plenty salty, especially if you're using like a, a prepackaged salsa. I mean, there's going to be plenty of salt in that too. So we go for like a reduced sodium seasoning packet and then and then you know, just a regular jar of, of salsa. It tends to work better if you do something that's saucier so that it reduces out more versus doing like, like a pico de gallo isn't really going to have much to reduce out. So that would be my one tip for that. Yeah, definitely. Do we have anything else for for food and fitness today, Holly? Well, you wrote down yellow watermelon on the show notes. What's that about? Oh, that's right. Do you, do you remember the... I bought a yellow watermelon like a month ago. Yeah. So I was at the store <laughs> and there was like multiple different colors of watermelon. There was yellow, there was like orange, and then obviously they had red but it was only in my mind because somebody that morning had posted something on facebook about trying to yellow watermelon it was really good so i just decided to get it it was really good it was i i enjoyed eating it if i recall i think that like it was i don't know that it necessarily tasted incredibly different than a regular watermelon maybe sweeter it had a good texture. Like, it was just overall a good watermelon. It was. Like, it was a nice, like, crisp texture. Like, wasn't too soggy and overripe. And I would say, I mean, it was a, a relatively sweet watermelon. But does, if anyone out there has any information about yellow watermelons, like, what's the deal? What? Why have what's I never seen... What's the deal seen, with yellow watermelon? Why, <laughs> right, Jerry? <laughs> uh, no, so, I, I don't know... How I've never seen a yellow watermelon, and then this year, like, all of a sudden there's yellow watermelons. Like, is this something that's really common in other parts of the country? If anybody has any information about yellow watermelons, we'd love to uh, to hear your input. Yeah, definitely. All right. Friends and family? Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, before we get too far, I want to revisit my love of Mexican food for a minute. In this section, we always try to give some sort of a budget tip, something like that. Um, this is going to be an ultra-cheap Mexican food date idea. Yeah, at the beginning of our relationship, we were on one income, not by choice, and we had to come up with a lot of cheap date ideas. Yeah, one thing that we, we one night specifically had a $20 date where we told ourselves we have a $20 bill, we have to figure out a way to have dinner, entertainment, and dessert for 20 bucks. Now, if we had known about this cheap Mexican food date, it would have been a walk in the park. Super easy. That night, though, we made the fatal error of going to Five Guys for our dinner. It tasted delicious. It was great. Yeah, I mean, a good burger. I think we we got some tater tots. Or no, fries. Mm -hmm. I think I wanted the Cajun fries, but I don't think we probably did Cajun fries because there's no way you would want those. Probably not. It was new to the area. We thought, oh, it's kind of like fast food, but better. So it'll probably be like 10 bucks. If that had been the case, wouldn't have been a problem. But I think it came out to like thirteen twenty nine or something. And we had $20 total to do entertainment, dessert, and dinner. So we did a $3 movie and then went to a candy store... Yeah, so in our area, we have a second-run theater. It's $3 a ticket, so that was 6 bucks. So we literally had spent, with dinner and then entertainment, like $19.20-some cents. So we had less than a dollar left. We couldn't even go to the Dollar Tree. No. So we went to a candy store and each got, like, a piece of candy. Yeah, like, we added a piece at a time until it was, like, legitimately right at... Like down to the penny, like down to the penny, what we had. So we did accomplish it. We did. So what I would have recommended to pass Holly and Kenny would be to go instead of five guys would be to go to Baja Fresh. So let me tell you about the $8 Baja Fresh date. Now the Baja Fresh date includes an entree. It includes a side of rice and beans. It includes all-you-can-eat chips. And salsa. All-you-can-eat salsa. And a drink for $4 a person. You can't beat it. The trick... Yeah, how do you get this, babe? You gotta go for the kid's meal. Mm. You may be asking. That's ridiculous. I'm not gonna get a kid's meal. We're gonna tell you exactly what you need to do. And we'll to tell you, get yeah, we'll tell you about our friend Adrian who meal. helped us. Adrian. Adrian. Oh, that guy was awesome. So we discovered this at the Baja Fresh in Lake Oswego, I believe, which is... This now, this is kind of a longer story. One of our biggest fights of our entire dating relationship took place on the same day we it discovered yeah. the Baja Fresh Kids Meal Miracle. Maybe that's why we love it so much, because it redeemed our day. And that's why we hold Adrian in such high regard. Adrian is not really a friend of ours. No. He was just the wonderful employee working at Baja Fresh that day. So at the time, I was unemployed. 
and Holly was working at Wells Fargo. My head doesn't matter. Anyway. It was a job I hated. We both applied for a job at the post office. We passed the initial, like, application screening, and we got both invited to do a test for the post office, but even though we live in the capital city, and the post office is a federally funded program, there were no testing centers available in our entire city. We had to go, like, 40 minutes north of where we are in order to be able to take this test. So we type the address into Holly's iPhone. We're on our way. We're, you know, running a little bit behind where I probably would have liked to. We were on pace to maybe get there 10 minutes early. I probably would have preferred, like, let's get there half an hour early. Whatever. That's neither here nor there. We were going to be early... We followed the directions. All of a sudden, we're, like, driving down this, like, rural road. We're like, this cannot possibly be right. We actually, like, made it to the lake, I think. Like, we were on, like, a, like, like, we were at, like, the marina. It was so bizarre. I don't know where it took us, but we, like, finally, like, looked online, found that the address we had entered was right. But, but then phone, when we put it into the iPhone... My phone didn't recognize it, and so it just changed it to it something just like maybe similar. It picked something somewhat similar in to the me, address. In not in location. And so we showed up, and it was written into, like, like in the email they send you, like, giving you the invitation to take this test. They tell you you can be, like, 15 minutes late. And we're thinking, like, who the heck is going to be 15 minutes right. late to this test? They don't we even deserve to take the test. like, 17 minutes late. It was really important. Rolled in. And it was one of those things where, like, the entire time we were fighting, and then as soon as we were like, well, it's over, we can't do it, it just was kind of like, well, it was really stupid that we were fighting. Let's go get lunch. Anyway, so we end up at Baja Fresh, and the guy working the counter is named Adrian. Now, I think that my mom had maybe tipped us off to the fact that, like, maybe she had ordered a kid's meal before, but she didn't give us all the inside information that Adrian did. So we're going to give you the inside information that Adrian gave us that we've now used on multiple different occasions. Yeah. So the options. Then. And at multiple different locations. Yes. We've used it at the Lake Oswego location, the Salem location, and then the Corvallis location yes. as well. It's worked at all three. So the options for kids meals are taquitos. Yep. A cheese quesadilla, just yep. cheese, and then a bean and cheese burrito. Yes. Yes. Now, you can add chicken to any of those. 50 cents, I think. 50 cents. It used to be free. It used to be free. Baja now, Fresh is when, catching on to us. When Adrian told us about it, it was free. Um, but now I think it is an additional 50 cents. So we went up there, told Adrian, hey, um, this is kind of weird. We feel like somebody told us maybe that it's okay if we order kids' meals. Is that cool? He's like, yeah, not a problem. Kids' meals, you can get them. Okay, awesome. 
So, Holly, I think you went for... What did you go for? I think I went for the taquitos the first time. I think the first time you did. And you since have typically gone for the quesadilla. Love that cheese quesadilla. I don't even add the chicken. I just like the quesadilla. So, Holly went for the taquitos. I went for the... Now, the, the taquitos are already chicken taquitos. They are. Mm-hmm. So, I ordered the burrito, and he says, Oh, do you want to add some meat to it? And I'm like, Well, of course I do. What can I add? And there's meat. You can add steak you can add pork like there's some pretty good options so i think i added chicken Mm -hmm. so it went from being a bean and cheese burrito to bean and cheese burrito with chicken and then he's like so it comes with rice and applesauce which okay we was just kind of like well you know the applesauce it is what it is we both like applesauce yeah i mean i don't hate applesauce i wouldn't normally order it with mexican food he's like but you can trade the applesauce out for anything you want, pretty much. Like, you can do more rice. You could do beans. We have black or pinto. I'm like, I'll take some black beans. Yeah. Holly did black beans as well. So now we're, okay. Granted, it is a smaller burrito than you would normally get. Yeah. It's two chicken taquitos, if you do the taquitos. Or, like, the quesadilla is kind of small. But... It also helps with portion control. So it you really have does. an entree. Now you have rice and beans of your choice. Mm-hmm. And then you're to the drink part. Yes. Normally it's going to come with milk or juice, but you can ask for a soda. And it's no additional cost. Now obviously we know that soda is not great, but they do have fresh brewed iced tea there. They have lemonade. They have lemonade. And Arnold Palmer is one of my favorite go-to, like, sweet but not terrible for you drinks it's not carbonated and then gives you some caffeine but i mean it's really not bad for you at all and then just do you probably two-thirds iced tea one-third lemonade and it'll give you just the right amount of sweetness um anyway so you're looking at four bucks for an entree rice and beans and a soda and then all you got to do is ask for chips. They're unlimited chips. Mm-hmm. They'll actually probably ask you if you want chips. But if they don't, you make sure you request them. And we have never once left Baja Fresh after eating a kid's meal wanting more food. No, not, not at all. Um, Holly typically... Well, kind of what we have, have discovered. They give it to you sort of in this three compartment plate thing. And so there's one compartment for rice, one compartment for beans, and then the bigger compartment for the entree. So what what we've kind of figured out is you can combine the rice and beans into the larger compartment once you're done eating your entree and then add like some salsa in with it. And then it makes a great dip for the chips because you get unlimited chips. So they have a lot of salsa options too, you guys. Baja Fresh is great. I don't really even like Mexican food, so... But this is our our $8 date, and if we had gone to Baja Fresh that night, we might have been able to even go to a regular theater. I don't, well, I don't know. No, this is what, we could have gotten five, more than a piece of candy. It's true. We still would have had to go to the second-run theater, but maybe we could have ordered like one of their brownie explosion things there instead That's of true. getting candy. Oh, well. You live, you learn. Anyway. Uh, anyway, I just I wanted to touch on that before we were too far away from... The tacos. What else do we have for friends and family today, Holly? We're going to be talking about friends and family today. So, Kenny and I have a very close 
network of friends that we share life with, very active social life within this group of friends. But we also are married and have a family. And so life can get really busy when you have work, when you have a family, when you have friends. And then, you know, you add in your extended family. They want to keep seeing you for some reason, even though you're married and have your own life. And (laughs) I would hope my kids would want to see me when they get older. So we got to a really busy season this year. Kenny's sister was getting married. All the whole fam was in the wedding. And, you know, it was a really exciting time. But... When you're adding in your friends' events, your, you know, the wedding, on our own life, things just get really busy. So we got to a point that we were getting through days, getting through weeks, and realizing we have not talked to each other about anything that wasn't, like, business-related. And that, you know, just planning how we're going to get through that week, planning how we're going to get through that day, but no pleasantries no conversations about anything and so we had to make the decision we need to start saying no to things that's right what we're telling you is it is okay to say no sometimes now we couldn't say no to the wedding that would not have been okay yeah i mean there are some things that probably you know as busy as you are my sister she's only going to be married (laughs) one time There's only one wedding, so you can't miss a wedding because you're busy. So ultimately, the thing to remember is that the most important thing in your life is if you're married, it's your spouse and your kids if you have them. And as much as you want to be able to do everything, you can't put your relationship with your spouse and your kids in jeopardy in order to do other things. So if that means telling your parents that you can't do something, if that means telling the guys that you're going to have to miss the football game or the girls that you're going to have to miss pedicures, whatever it is, sometimes you just have to you say no to something you really want to do because you understand the fact that you have to schedule time. We listen to multiple other podcasts. One that we both listen to together is called Ask Science Mike. Um, And actually, he was on another podcast that I was listening to. Um, And on there, he just, he made reference to the fact that, like, the person that you spend the most time with in your life, no matter what your intentions are, your body is just going to react to them as the most important thing. So one thing that you just have to be really careful about is if you are married, that you're not spending more time with any one person than you are spending with your spouse. You know, that can be hard for somebody that works, you know, especially if you're, if both couples work, they work even slightly different schedules. It gets to the point where you might only have an hour or two a night that's with just your spouse. And so you just have to make sure that, you know, even if you're only getting 10, 15 hours a week of time dedicated to one another, that you aren't committing 20 hours a week to somebody else because eventually 
it's just going to be natural that that's not going to be your priority anymore. So say no to things, no matter how fun, no matter how important they may seem, if they're going to take away time yeah. from and your spouse and kids. There are, you know, like we said, there are busy seasons of life where there are just things that you can't say no to. You know, like we said, we couldn't have said no to our sister's wedding. Like that's just not that we wanted to, and we didn't want to. But what that meant was we had to say no to very close friends' kids' birthday parties, where we had been to every single birthday party for their life, and we weren't able to go to a few. And you know, that's we missed our camping trip. We missed our our yeah our annual camping trip because we just and for some things it wasn't because we had other things going on. It was that we just needed that time. To have to each other. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't need to be a situation where there's two competing events and you're having to choose. Sometimes the choice is, do we need a night at home or do we need another night out doing something? And for me, I'm an introvert, so it's pretty easy for me to say no to things. Now when it's all the time, that's rough. But, you know, it's easy for me to make the choice between spending time with my family or you know, going out because I'd rather just be home anyway. The hard part for me is when we're making a decision that I know Kenny, it's something that Kenny really wants to do and he is an extrovert, but we're making the decision that we are not going to do it. Like with the camping trip, that was a really rough one, but we needed to spend time together, especially because we were preparing to have another baby. Like, and how much time do we have to spend together now? Yeah, I mean, we we had no idea how much it was going to change things. I mean, going from one kid to two kids was such a bigger transition for me than going from none to one. Absolutely. So, guys, just say no. If Nancy Reagan taught us anything in this life, it was just say no. Sometimes you have to say no to your friends. All right, Kenny, let's have some fun. That sounds like a good idea. That brings us to my favorite part of each episode, and that is when we get to experience heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies are certainly a ton of fun. I mean, they are truly ton fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, for those of you that don't know what heebie-jeebie is, I, I would just recommend going back at least listening to the end of episode one. Um, you might be able to pick up on what it is throughout the uh, the process of, of this here. Um, last week's clue for our heebie-jeebie was lollipop driver. Yes, and the first person to respond with the correct answer and our reigning champion is at Zade Story. Good job with the correct answer of sucker trucker. That's right. The... Uh... The answer was Sucker Trucker. We did also hear back from at Caden Pruitt 30 um, that my guess of Pity Kitty was correct. Um, and at Zade Story did also confirm that our response of Piper Sniper was the correct response as well. Thank you so much for sending in those clues. Yeah, a week, I mean, it's it, Like I said, it's my favorite part of the episode, and we can't do it unless you guys participate. So yeah. 
um, it, it makes me really happy when we get submissions. So I think we actually have another two submissions this week. Yes, we got one via Twitter from at Zade Story. And we also received our very first fan-submitted voicemail message. You guys, that was really exciting. I got an email telling me that we had a voicemail and... Yeah, I mean, it's... I text Kenny. It feels like we're going places now. Um, So we will play that second. I think Holly's going to read me the clue that at Zade Story sent, and I'll try to guess that one. Mm -hmm. And then Holly's going to try to guess the one that was submitted um, via the voicemail. And just to remind you guys, our voicemail number is 507-407-CHEW. That's C-H-E-W. You can also get a hold of us at contact at chewitpruitt.com. There's also multiple social media networks that we're on and get a hold of us one way or another get those heebie-jeebie clues to us get us some of your favorite recipes let us know if you've tried any of our recipes we'd love to hear from you guys and definitely even if you're listening to this late still send us a clue because chances are we haven't recorded our next episode yet Oh yeah, it's true. I mean, we'll always have room for more heebie-jeebie clues. We always need more heebie-jeebies in our life. So, at Zade Story, uh, Kevin and Josh, I really hope that I read this clue in the correct way so that Kenny can get it. Um, What it says is tango and corned beef. Okay, I know this one for sure. All right, go for it. Cash hash. How is tango cash? Tango and cash. Oh. (laughs) That's what the and is. Duh. Sorry, guys. So that is my answer at Zade's story. I'm pretty confident that it's cash hash. Are you ready for yours? I don't know. Now I feel kind of stupid after not understanding this clue. Okay, so I'm going to play the voicemail, and then we're going to respond to uh, to the... We're going to give our answer, or you're going to give your answer. All right, I'm ready. Hello, this is Dina Pruitt, your mother. First thing, number one, I'm checking out your voicemail, so let me know if you get it. Number two, I would like to answer your heebie-jeebie, and I believe that lollipop driver, my guess would be sucker trucker, possibly. And then my third thing is I'd like to contribute my own heebie-jeebie. Okay, it's this. Jedi Master Carbonated Beverage. All right, bye. Okay, so as you heard, she did answer last week's clue correctly. She just was not the first to answer it correctly. Uh, At Zade's story, just beat her to the punch. Um... I don't think my mom has a Twitter, so... It's free, Dina. You should do it. That's probably why she left us the voice message, but... You could do both. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we love the voicemail. We do, actually. Just in trying to jump in there and guess last week's clue, you were just beat out. But she gave you uh, a clue of her own. Just to repeat it, it was uh, Jedi Master Carbonated Beverage. We did just watch some Star Wars 
stuff recently, so I feel confident in my answer of Yoda Soda. I'm pretty sure you're right on that one. I, I can't think of so. any other alternative answers. Well, Dina, let us know if that's right or not. We'll, uh, once again, it, when we hear back from at Zade's story and from my mother, we will let you know if we guess those heebie-jeebies clues correctly. Uh, we now have a clue for you guys. As promised, each and every week we will have a new clue for you to guess. Yeah, I'm really excited about this week's clue. Uh, hold on to your hats. It is here, guys. This week's clue... Police tax. That was police tax. And just for clarification, we are not saying pushpins. We're talking about the money the government takes from you. Taxes. Yep. So police tax is this week's clue. Uh, get a hold of us one way or another. Contact at chewerpruit.com. Tweet at us, 507-407-CHEW. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Send us a picture. Yeah, write down your answer on a post-it note and send a picture to us. We'll take any form. Um, yeah, just to get a hold of us in some way. We'd love to get more clues from you guys. Um, we really appreciate the, the fan participation. Yeah. I hear my child, my little guy, starting to stir in the other room. So we might need to wrap this up pretty quickly. Do we have any recommendations to give to our loyal listeners? A quick recommendation. Now, we're in Oregon. I don't know the availability of this across the nation, but I have a a feeling that most of our listeners are local here. If you've never had a Honeycrisp apple, you need to stop what you're doing as soon as this is done and go remedy that situation because hands down, it's not even close. The Honeycrisp apple is the best, I would even venture to say the best piece of fruit that I've ever had. It's at least the best apple, if not the best piece of fruit. Better I've ever than had. the yellow watermelon? Absolutely. I mean, Honeycrisp apples are basically a dessert. In it's my true. Opinion. We have purchased many a Honeycrisp apple as dessert. They're that good. So on that note, we're going to let you guys go. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll, uh, we'll get back to you guys real soon. Bye.